When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start to the Major League Baseball season, plus live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the best spot for all of your scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I think he had a great night tonight, and there was a reason why we made the initial roster move we did, because we wanted Ryan to feel uh, like, you know, he could come to this stadium today, have his mindset that I'm the punter, I'm going to be the guy, and, uh, you know, what could he do to further... Uh, kind of enhance the positive feelings we have for him. He hit two good punts, and, and, and the operation on field goal for both the Greg's kicks were, were pretty darn good. So um, he only enhanced himself with me. God, every time I hear that guy talk, I just become more and more of a KOC stan. They haven't played a game yet, and he's already like say. my second favorite coach in Vikings history. <laughs> Bud Grant, maybe third. Maybe he's my third. Because I, I grew up in the Denny Green Denny. era. So he's, he, he without playing a game yet, Kevin O'Connell is my third favorite coach in Vikings history. Mm. I like where he's headed. How many games, just, are you, how many seasons like are you going to need to see before oh, I need you at are least bought a, in? At least a couple. <laughs> at least, are you kidding? At least if they Because if they win the Super Bowl the first year, you don't want to be just like a one-hit wonder. So you got you know to improve it in the second year. If right? they win the Super Bowl the first year, I will reconsider strongly. But keep in mind, keep in mind, <laughs> a year in, we all thought, oh my God, Rocco's fantastic. Rocco Baldelli, this is going to work. This is great. So I'm just saying, you got to give it some I time to I still feel like out. Rocco is fantastic. I don't know why. <laughs> they just you, tried to fire him. you tried to fire him last year. You said okay, I'm good. How many teams? How many teams have won more World Series than the Giants in the last 15 years? Huh? They just swept the Giants. Okay, I don't oh, know right. what more you want. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about Save that it. on Mackie and Judd. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, I saved it. Save I it. saved it. Bravo, self restraint. This is Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. Dex got his uh, Before I Die T-shirt on. I got the 
the official Purple Daily hat, and we will make these available at some point again here soon. We'll do another pop-up shop with some other merch, maybe some hoodies. So uh, so if you didn't get your, your merch the first time around, we will definitely have a plan for you going forward. Uh, but the show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. It's a very exciting day. We're going to do two things on today's show now that the preseason games are behind us. The the Vikings-Packers home opener, season opener in less than two weeks. So later in the show, we will crown our 2022 Mr. Mankato Award winner. Wow. To the uh, under-the-radar, high-achieving performer of Vikings training camp. Yep. And to be clear, we are the place it started. So I would just like to point that, that out. So before we get, uh, everyone does that, you guys. Okay, we started it. Just want to make well, it yeah, clear. No, it, it, it's, it's quite literally our thing. Like, I this know. Is... But, there are sna- but there's now, it's thrown around so much. I just want to make sure that if, if you are new to our show, which we appreciate. I'm not criticizing you guys. I'm just saying if you don't know, hey, where did this start? It started right here in the studio that I'm sitting in right now. And so we'll we'll pick a Mr. Mankato winner mm-hmm. later in the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have for us, based on all of your observations, you've been at all of these practices. Not all of them, because you did have your appendix Until last removed. week when I, when I so you you have missed a couple of important practices. Yeah, um, but you've got a fifty three man roster for us. I do. This is Judd's final cuts. Right? Wow. You don't even have to wait till Tuesday, folks. These are Judd's. This is what you would do, or what you think they're going to do. This is what. Um, it's a combination, probably a little bit stronger. What I think they will do, though, like okay. and, and by the way, I I think that this might be, barring just some huge surprises uh, by I think it's three o'clock on Tuesday, this might be the easiest projection I've ever mm. done. To Judd's point, even like trying to figure out surprise, like realistic. Randy and I are going to do some a conversation on this today too on this channel. Just trying to figure out like surprise cuts at this point. Like it, it's kind of hard to really think of a like it seems like the majority of this roster is in place, and then it's just some other trimming of the fat and other things you want to keep on personal preference. I don't think there's going to be and old takes expose me here in three or four days if this actually ends up burning me. I don't think there's going to be like any surprise cuts either. I think most of it's set in stone. Yeah, and so that's that's why I think there's there's got to be something lurking around the corner. But yes, there could be because there almost always is in the NFL. Sure. Also, keep in mind there's going to be trades in the next 48 to 72 yes. hours there's going to be so there might be a 53 man roster that comes out on Tuesday and then oh a, a backup center better than Austin Schlotman is all of a sudden available via waivers you know a center or something or a, a veteran center so mm-hmm. uh, anyhow let's how do you want to do this you want to just start start with offense and yeah, make our way through yes exactly right okay. there you go so um, I, I have the Vikings keeping a total of 25 players on the offensive side of the football. Let's start with quarterback. Okay. I at one point thought that Kellen Mond might be kept as the third QB. It was my contention all throughout training camp. The Vikings should go out and acquire a real backup, not by the name of Sean Mannion. It appears that has happened with uh, Nick Mullins. But I now think that the Vikings are going to keep two quarterbacks, I think. Obviously, the starter is Kirk Cousins. Mullins, to me, is going to be the backup. Mannion is cut, and in my perfect world, that's just it. Thank you, Sean. You've been great. Go go, coach. Like, you've got a future in football. And I think Kellen Mond is cut, and I think the goal there, and I guess this is what I would do, 
But the goal, in my opinion, there is is he probably, uh, because of what he put on film during the preseason, gets through the waiver process and is re-signed to the practice squad. See, I think this is, you said no surprises here, but I actually think keeping two quarterbacks instead of three is a, it's a deviation from what we're used to around here. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they've, they've, you, and most, don't most teams keep three quarterbacks? I haven't done a full audit no. throughout the league. The, the Rams did two for it, a couple of years. It's two a lot more now. Yeah, I feel like it. And then that, a third guy in your practice yeah, squad. That's okay. been a thing like the last six years, right? Because it used to always be three quarterbacks, three quarterbacks yes. in your 53. And now it's, I think it's more rare to have three quarterbacks, unless you're, you know, the Saints who used like eight different quarterbacks last year because they had so many injuries. Like it's usually just two nowadays. And right. so is it, is it teams looking and saying, what I mean, what are the chances that in, in a game, if you if you lose two quarterbacks, that a third guy would have to come in. I mean, how many times does that happen? Now, knock on wood, it is the Vikings. Weird things do happen. It would make some sense. Now, if you lose two quarterbacks during a game, you, you only have to deal with it for the rest of that game, and then you can bring a third quarterback in. Right. You know, on Monday or Tuesday for an emergency situation. So I do like this. This is this is not what they did the last couple of years under Mike Zimmer, or at least for sure last year under Mike Zimmer, mm-hmm. but. You know, you start to do some crunching on some of these other positions, and yeah, would I rather have a third quarterback or a tenth offensive lineman? I think I'd rather have the tenth offensive lineman in case you get a couple injuries, right? Yes, yeah. So, so um, to start with, they go with two quarterbacks, Cousins and Mullins. Let's go to running back. I haven't. I think we discussed this on the special episode of PD that we did Sunday. Keeping four, I have them keeping four. Mm. Ty mm-hmm. Chandler, Dalvin Cook, Madison, Nuwangu, and, and then just to be clear, C.J. Ham, fullback, H-back. So he stays too. So technically, okay. technically, um, I, I guess we could say five, but the point is, and I'll go back to what I keep saying, I think if you tried to sneak Ty Chandler through to the practice squad, he gets claimed. I think that they like him. He's been yes. good. And so it's probably not the perfect construction for 2022, but long-term, I think it's the smart move. So Chandler, Cook, Madison, Nuwangu, the one cut then being a guy that played a lot on Saturday night, Bryant Kobach. Yeah. Dude, I mean, Ty Chandler, I said it on yesterday's you know preseason game recap episode, I think he's the second best running back on their roster. And I think Alex Madison is a good backup running back. But just watching the way that he moves, his productivity in college, I see why they were high on him. Yep. And it's been a long time since the Vikings. I get that Cook's under contract for at least the next season or two, and you know the guaranteed money that he's that he's um, got on his plate. But it's been a long time since they've just sort of trusted a young, non-first or second-round draft pick running back. Mm-hmm. They've always had Adrian Peterson. And then they went right into the Dalvin Cook era after like a year of Matt Asiata. So this might at some point with Ty Chandler signify a change in philosophy and and the way that you allocate your salary cap. Not this year, but maybe starting next year or the year after. Absolutely. So Ham stays too. So that that's uh, that's four running backs and one fullback. Wide receiver position. All right. The, the unfortunate... Uh, torn ACL, and it's the opposite knee of what he tore in training camp last year for B.C. Johnson, has caused me, at least for the final cuts on Tuesday, to rethink how many receivers stay. With B.C., I was thinking six. 
but he, he has obviously lost for the year now. So now I've actually got that down for right now to five. Jefferson, Naylor, Osborne, Amir Smith-Marset, Thielen, Chisena, Tristan Jackson, Myron Mitchell cut, and then BC Johnson, who I just brought up to mm. the to the IR. And so I think it gets easier now for the construction purposes of what you're going to have to submit to the league by 3 o'clock on Tuesday to keep five instead of six. It's a good group right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, that is uh, Amir Smith-Marset. If you told me, hey, he's going to have to be your number two or number three wide receiver for like a month, how do you feel about that? I would say, let's do it. I'm not saying he's like one of the best number two receivers in the league. I'm saying I would, I wouldn't. If that dude had to take 50 snaps in a game, I think he would put up some numbers. I don't think I'm he's being a homer guy. when I say the Bears or Packers would take him as their wide receiver two right now. He would be, I think, the second best wide receiver on one of those two teams, if not mm-hmm. both of those two teams right now. It's a luxury the Vikings have. Mm-hmm. I, I think Osborne is potentially sitting on a really big year, too. Oh. I think he's sitting on a really big year. He is. Um, he, he took a surprising, unexpected, and very welcome turn from year one to year two in training camp. But the guy that I saw this year was just damn solid. Damn solid. And, and if Kirk is willing to distribute the ball, which he should be, um, if he finds that J.J. and Thielen are covered or or not available, I think K.J. Osborne becomes not just a viable target, but a really good, good one. And to your point, Dex, I think K.J. Osborne easily would be the top receiver <laughs> for the Packers or Bears without, like, any questions. No debate there. It's true. He's taking uh, and, steps. And, and the fifth guy here, Jalen Naylor, who was the, the draft pick from a few months ago out of Michigan State, he looked, I mean, just eye test in some of those preseason games, he looked the part of just a, an NFL wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, his last two years, Power 5 school, tough competition, he averaged just under 20 yards per reception as a sophomore and junior at Michigan State. So a guy that can, that can chunk yards down the field as your fifth sort of stash away uh, project wide receiver. That's that's one of the strongest position groups they have on the roster. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, tight end. Now, tight end, I caution you, is going to be very much in flux. I, I think if there if there is one position where the Vikings are going to be examining outside opportunities to bring in guys and potentially bump one of the four guys that I'm about to give you as staying for now, it's at this spot. So, for the final cuts, I have staying Zach Davidson, who's borderline, and I think if they go get a tight end, he probably then gets cut and, in mm. the ideal world, defaults to the practice squad. Ben Ellefson, Johnny Mutt, who is the second guy right now, Irv Smith, the top guy, Nick Muse, who I think dropped two passes minimum against the Broncos is gone. I don't know if yeah. he's a practice squad guy. But the point mm. being is, if there's one position I give you with an asterisk of, don't be surprised if the names I gave you, if one of those guys by Wednesday is cut in favor of a different guy, it's that tight end. Probably one of their weakest position groups here, especially with the uncertainty surrounding Irv Smith. And I will say, not to be you know an Irv Smith buzzkill, but 
the reason why we would even look at the tight end group and say, oh, it's it's not bad because Irv Smith. It's like Irv Smith hasn't really done anything in his career yet other than just kind of be the, the second guy to an aging Kyle Rudolph. Correct. So we, we've, we've still yet to see in practice Irv Smith Jr. at his best because he's always hurt. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Now, can I go just briefly X's and O's football geeky, though, too? Because I want to tell you why. Football. I want to tell you why the tight end position, as we think about it, doesn't look great, but I think it's fine. C.J. Ham is going to be an H-back. So, like, I think you would lump him in more with the tight ends than the backs. And because I think, ultimately, C.J. Ham is going to play something far closer to what the Klein Saucer role was than we've seen since Jim so- left. So he'll be there to sort of, if needed, he can run routes out of the backfield and, and be an extra he can, pass catcher. But he can he can chip and, and help either of the tackles if needed. Right, he can, exactly. he can step up, you know, step up against blitzes. Okay, exactly right. All right, okay. At the center position, I will tell you, I remain very concerned. It's Kenny Clark, then mm. the Eagles. I, I don't like this. I didn't sleep well last night because of this. Yeah. At the center position, I have two being kept. Obviously, the starter, Garrett Bradbury, Austin Schlotman, who also can play guard, uh, Josh Sokol, who uh, was signed as an undrafted free agent, I think is going to be cut, and I think he is yeah. a practice squad guy. Um, and I guess, I, you know what here? I'm just curious. I'm just curious if the Vikings saw enough or if they're privately concerned or if they think Schlotman can back up Bradbury, where if, if Garrett struggles, Schlotman can play. This is the position I am just flat out the most curious about. I would love to know the inner thinking, really, of what they think about this one. <laughs> I think the the best thing you can say about the state of the center position for the Vikings is maybe it'll improve because maybe the guards are better. Like, isn't that, like, to me, that's the hope. The hope is less about, oh, maybe Bradbury can just become this different player than he's been the first three years. It's more, hey, Ezra Cleveland has become a pretty decent left guard. And Ed Ingram, he won that right guard job going away three weeks ago. Second-round pick talent, you know, LSU. Then maybe if those guys are, are better and take a step forward and there's more cohesiveness, then maybe the water level just rises on the interior and Garrett Bradbury or Austin Schlotman are better by association. You are damning with faint praise, my friend. Well, that would be nice if that happened. No, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, like, that's that's why I would love to know what they are when they have conversations about this spot. I would love to know, are, are they like, oh, we'll fix this still? Or are they like, did you see that training camp film? We are in trouble. Like, I don't know. That's the one where I'm not confident that I have any clue what the real thought process is about Gary Bradbury. Yeah. Is there any question at all whatsoever about who the starting center week one is? It is Bradbury, right? It's Bradbury. There's no no, no debate. Okay. Zero debate. And Kenny Clark is down Highway 29 right now licking his chops. And so just to clarify one more thing here. Go ahead. Now that, now that the offseason is basically over, they're going to – every practice now going forward is meant to prepare for Green Bay. They're, no longer are they – they might be installing a few things here and there, but it's all now focused on Green oh, Bay. I'll play, play the football sounder, yes. Okay. Let's go, baby. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. So we made it through the entire offseason, and no one took a rep from Garrett Bradbury, Right. There wasn't one competitive rep. Now, I get that like the the first team preseason offensive lines 
Schlotman was the first team center in those games because but they didn't the first put Bradbury one. in. No, you're right. So he didn't. So there was no, not at one point, not Chris Reed, not Schlotman. Nobody stole a first team rep from Garrett Bradbury. He was just the first team center throughout the entire offseason, right? The last person to steal a first team rep from him was Mason Cole. That's incredible. Last season. But it kind of it kind of speaks to, and you heard the clip that Declan played off the top about the punting situation. Ryan Wright said, we wanted Ryan Wright to feel comfortable, confident going into that third preseason game. We wanted to sort of compound the good vibes so that he feels great about himself, that this is this is a celebration of you winning the job and we want you to feel fully comfortable. And he does. The guy goes out and kicks a couple 70-yard punts. And, awesome. You know? And I think they're applying that philosophy to Bradbury, which is, hey, man, so the first thing we had to do was tell you that we're not going to pick up your fifth-year option. From that point, which is a, a pretty tough thing to have to do. Hey, hey, welcome to the team. Uh, I'm the new coach. Oh, by the way, one of the first things we're going to do is not – we don't think you're good enough to exercise your fifth-year <laughs> option. So we're going to spend the next five months telling you how much we actually do love you. We're going we're gonna to show it with our reps. We're going to show it with the way that we communicate with you. I think they're trying to build up positive vibes for Bradbury. And now they're crossing their fingers and hoping that, hey, he feels like he's part of this thing. They're, 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 they're pumping energy into coaching him and teaching him the new scheme and stuff. And that's, that's how I figure it. <laughs> we'll see if it works. Did they watch film of training camp? All right, let's move on. More, more positives now. Offensive tackle. <laughs> I got three guys. Blake Brandle as the swing backup. Obviously, Christian Derrissaw at left tackle. Brian O'Neill at right tackle, therefore being cut. Vidarian Lowe, who I think is going to probably uh, be signed to the practice squad. Simone Paris. And, and a guy I was a little bit on the border about, but I think he's probably cut. The, uh, the, the unfairly put at right guard in 2021. And now he's back at tackle and actually isn't nearly as bad because tackles his position Oliudo. So he's gone. You think he's gone? I'm borderline on that one. I think he yeah. is. And it's and look, if he gets cut, it's no surprise. Uh, but I think Blake Brandle is probably their choice to be that swing guy where okay. if, if one of the two starters goes down, they, they plug him into what for years seemed to be the Rashad Hill spot. And three, I don't, and I don't want to get ahead here because I know you have another position group, but Three tackles seems light because so you have two starting tackles and then you have a swing tackle. But if if you have Jesse Davis making the team as a guard, correct, he was a starting tackle for the Dolphins last year, correct. Not not very good at it, but he has been a starting tackle in the NFL before, so he he could slide out if needed. Exactly right. So yeah, three tackles stay as far as guard goes, which is the last offensive position I've got. I have four staying. Ezra Cleveland starts at left guard. Jesse Davis makes the team. Now he was he was battling for uh, the starting position with Ingram when training camp started at right guard. But I think the last two preseason games he's been plugged in more at left guard, which indicates to me that the goal there is for him to be the swing guard. So if one of the two guards goes down, he can step in. Ingram obviously makes the team. And the final one, and this is, I guess, sort of the borderline between Udo and this guy. Uh, but because this guy, his versatility interior-wise is probably greater, Chris Reed stays. Yeah. So Cleveland, Davis, Ingram, Reed w- with uh, Kyle Hinton 
bean cut, and also one of the great, just complete baffling busts of the last probably 10 years, just as far as, oh, the, he's going to start. No, he's going to be cut, Wyatt Davis. Yeah, it's a third-round pick, man. Just Third-round pick, just, just gone after 18 months. Regime change and all that stuff, so it's more likely that it would happen with a regime change, but that's pretty incredible, so... All right, so there you go. So you're keeping nine offensive linemen, Bradbury, Schlotman, Blake Brandel, Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill, Ezra Cleveland, Jesse Davis, Ed Ingram, Chris Reed. Nice mix of young sort of first, second round pick talent with veterans that have been around for a few years. So I like this. Before we get to the defense, a couple things here. Reminder that on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, right after every single Vikings game, We produce the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. It is called Vikings Ventline. It started off for years as a radio call-in show on 1500 ESPN. In the last couple seasons, we've moved it entirely over to YouTube. We bring you guys, the fans, into the video with us, and we spend a couple hours after every single game. Just uh, We rant, we rave. If if they win, we celebrate. Um, But we mostly just turn the show over to you guys and it has just become this amazing phenomenon that you've helped us build. It is the place to be after Vikings games are over. So again, Purple Daily YouTube channel, and then on demand, you can find it on the Purple Daily podcast feeds right after uh, we're done with the live show. So be checking us out after the Packers and Vikings are are done in a couple Sundays from now. Also, a shout-out to our friends who have helped Judd lose 40 pounds mm, yes. starting last football season. Yes, that, that of course, and I've been talking about it for months now my friends at livia weight control centers you know i got two notes uh i got a tweet on saturday of a guy who had dropped um lots of weight and then i got a note last night i think this guy said i'm down 32 pounds and you know what join us now on the bandwagon that is weight loss clothes fit and right now it is the end of summer offer 50 percent off 50 percent off uh, Don joined me about two months ago. She's down almost 20 pounds. I, I think it's 16 and counting. As Phil just said, I'm down 40 pounds. Most importantly, I am keeping that weight off. Teamwork, it's fantastic. So like you and the girlfriend join, the wife, it's great. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join a growing a group of people who are purple fans, uh, PD fans, and you know what? Fans of weight loss, too. Livia.com. You look better in your golf clothes, too, right? Get down to Meadows at Mystic with your new skinny body and your white belt. Yeah, well, Jed, you want to come be- down with me? Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I, of course, I need some clubs first. Uh, my, my, you know, my girlfriend tried on my clothes the other day as a, as a prank I saw for this. me. I saw it on TikTok Yeah, last she, as a nice little prank for me. So why don't I put Judd in one of my golf polos? I think that'd be an excellent no. idea as we head to Meadows no. at Mystic Lake. I think that'd be an awesome idea. Unbutton the top one. I think it'd be great. You know what, Dex? <laughs> you are so thin. You are so thin that no, I'm no. not going to subject okay. myself to that. All right. Well, I'll be at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, a uh, scenic golf experience. You can book your tee time at golfthemeadows.com to learn more. Golfthemeadows.com. It's got a full-service golf shop, a great patio, too, to enjoy a nice cold one before or even after your round. Book your tee time now at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, golfthemeadows.com. Oh, we actually have breaking Vikings roster news on the defensive side leading into the oh, rest of this 53-man roster. Yes, what do we got? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you had him on the final cuts. Well, actually, this your first category here in our note sheet is defensive line. So I'll, say, I'll save you one. 
Adam Schefter reporting the Vikings are releasing T.Y. McGill. Yep. Journeyman, yeah. defensive lineman. Yeah. What a freaking preseason he had. Just pressures all over move. the place. It's a good move. Okay. I mean, Eight he, years in. Well, go ahead. Let's go through your... Yeah, so we I'm did the 25 offense. I feel like he deserved... You know, he got injured. I feel like he deserved a shot, but he is a, he is an old guy. He's like 28, 29 years old, so... I'm an old guy myself, so like I'm pro old people. But I, you know what? In football, nah. If this guy was like second year, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's give but this. He a proves go. that the preseason games should just be canceled. Oh, I'm, what is the dude, point? If if dude, if you're gonna play like he did in those preseason games, yeah. If if he if if you play the way that guy did in those two preseason games, why are you even there if you're not going to make the team? If I were him, and I, I'm not saying it's the wrong move. You know, there's a reason why he's been on 15 different teams in the seven years or whatever he's been in the NFL. I'm not saying that he's going to move the needle in the regular season, but I hear you. But if you're him and you show up, all right, I signed in good faith, I put in all this work in the off season, yep. and then I I looked like that in the first two preseason games yep. and terrorized opposing quarterbacks, and I can't make the team. So I was somewhere. literally just a warm body. Mm-hmm. During training camp to fill out a roster. That's what he was. Right? Keep going. You're exactly right. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying. Yes. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm sure he'll find a coaching gig like Sean Mannion. No, he somewhere. can go. You know what? You know what? He had a great camp. <laughs> go show your wares to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go show your wares to a bad team. You might get a, a job, but eight years in. Uh-uh. All right. So, defensive line. Five guys being kept. Jonathan Bullard being kept. Depth guy. Um, Sezi Otamu, is that correct? The former golfer being kept? I think you're pretty close. I yes. forgot to look up the damn pronunciation, which I've done the last two times, but for the life of me, it has not stuck in, in my brain. Hmm. So I've got him as the second guy. Again, young player, depth guy. Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, Armin Watts are the three to the four. So, so yeah. those three start. So five guys on the defensive line being cut. Or, or kept cut, James Lynch, as Phil just said, Schefter reporting, T.Y. McGill, T.J. Smith, and Jalen Twyman. Jalen Twyman, I think, almost certain to be brought back to the practice squad. Yep. James Lynch, a fan favorite there for for a couple years, too. It's kind of a, a fun-looking football and player. He might, and he might make it. Yeah. He, he might make it. But I'm just saying. You I need think, a guy that looks like James Lynch, James Lynch on your team, don't why. you? But they already kind of have a guy that looks like James Lynch in uh Harrison Phillips. I was going to say, yeah. It's like the big, big, big burly, burly guy with barbed guy. wire tattoos. Loves or to eat. Yeah, exactly right. So, all right. So, five uh, five guys who make up the three in the three four. Mm-hmm. Now, now we go to the four part of the three four. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly right. Outside linebacker, which in the new Vikings verbiage now means guys that are going to bring the pressure. Guys that are going to bring the pressure. They might stand up on some downs. They might put a hand down on the next. You don't know what they're going to do, and these five are going to do it. Daniil Hunter, Patrick Jones II, Janarius Robinson, depth guy again, Zadarius Smith, DJ Wanham. In my opinion, Jones and, and DJ are the primary backups. Hunter and Smith obviously will be counted on to bring the noise against the Packers on September 11th. This is a really intriguing group here because if everyone's playing at their best, you've got two of the best in the league in Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. 
You've got a couple really intriguing young players in Janarius Robinson, and I would say even more so Patrick Jones. And then DJ Wanham's just, he has shown, I don't think he has a super high ceiling, but he has shown if needed, he can come in and get some pressures, and, and he's pretty versatile too. So that is that is the position group that probably makes or breaks this defense. If Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter are healthy and productive, this defense can be a top 10 defense. If they aren't, I don't know who's going to get regular pressure unless a Patrick Jones comes in and, you know, if, if given the opportunity, looks excellent as a as an every snap guy. So, yep. And, and that, that if those five are indeed the five um, OLBs that are kept, that leaves Zach McLeod and Luigi Valane on the outside. Uh, both of them might actually be practice squad guys. Okay. All right. Now we move to the inside part of the four in the three, four. Okay. So this actually caused me as I put together this list on Sunday, some consternation because I've been assuming something and I now think it was wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. So the five kept obviously Asamoa, um, who I think has had a really good good camp. I think he's going to play. He's going to contribute. He flies around. We've talked about a lot. Now he plays in my opinion, like a linebacker slash safety. Troy die. I think stays partially when we have this discussion, it's based on special teams. So Troy Dye, special teams guy slash depth guy at the inside linebacker position stays. Jordan Hicks starts. Eric Kendrick starts. Now here's where I had some consternation. Conundrum hit me. I now have them keeping 2021 third round pick, one of four, Chaz Surratt, who I have been predicting would be cut. And here's why I now think he stays. He was inactive Saturday. Hmm. I think if you're going to cut a guy, you wanted to see him play. And here's Mm -hmm. why I think he he stays. I think he and I are valued a lot special teamers. So I think I've been wrong. I I think I I was regarding Chaz as, well, it's sort of a failed experiment. What, college quarterback to linebacker? Um, but when they scratched him and didn't play him, like I don't think that you you would say this guy sucks so bad that we're gonna we're not gonna play him in the last preseason game. So I now think that Surratt stays around as the fifth guy at this position group, and most importantly, Phil again because probably he brings an ability on special teams that it's not like a, I was closely watching the depth special teams guys in training camp. Let me ask you, because a lot of the roster decisions, not a lot, but like a chunk of your decision-making process is forward-looking. It is 2023-24, right? So if there's if there's some young players that you feel like might have a chance to be a starter in two or three years, you would maybe make that, you would make that roster move over keeping a veteran, right? Yep. Eric Hendricks essentially has one year left on his contract. He might, he might actually have, I think he actually has one, one actual year left on his contract. And then um, Jordan Hicks, I think it was a two-year deal, but it's it's a one-year deal, essentially. Yes. And those guys are both around 30 years old. Yes. How does that position group look beyond the life of Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks? Or even if, if one or both of those guys goes down this season, it, is Asamoah a guy? I, I think the answer is yes. I'm not saying he's going to step in and be as good as Eric Kendricks, but how does this position group look beyond the two you know, stal- stalwart uh, veteran inside offensive uh, uh, linebackers. Uh, two different questions there. In my opinion, if if um, Kendricks or Hicks or 
both go down in 2022, Asamoah steps in, and I think Troy Dye steps in. But, but again, here's where it gets dicey, and here's where we need to at least change our thought process of what we think they're going to to do because we still regard our thought process as what would Zim do, right? Um, I think if both of the starting inside linebackers went down, that they would carve out more packages with Lewis Seen as well. So, like, I don't think, like, Die would step in and, oh, my God, he's just taking all the snaps now. I think Die would step in and play in packages, uh, but I think that if if both if Hicks and Kendricks couldn't play for a game or two, Asamoah plays for sure. But I think Scene plays more, and so well, Die plays. Spoiler but, alerts! You've yeah. got you've got Scene making the team. Then wow, we haven't gotten we haven't gotten oh, the safety. Oh, yet. I'm you sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He couldn't even win the starting job. He's a flop. Coward. He's a coward. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Blake no. Lynch gone too. Then so sorry, now we Blake. move into the secondary here. Sorry, Blake. Yes, cornerbacks. I have six be- being kept again. This is with regards to yes, the position's incredibly important, but yes, this is also where you siphon off certain players for special teams purposes, right? Here are the six. He's hurt right now. I think that they think that he'll be set for the opener. He will not start. It's an ankle problem. Andrew Booth Jr. He's my first guy being kept. Mm-hmm. The second guy I have gone back and forth on a lot, but I think he gets kept, and I think he gets kept in part because, one, he knows the defensive system as a depth guy again, which is incredibly important, but, two, he can play special teams Chris Boyd. He can be dumb on special teams at times, but he can definitely play it. Yeah. Third guy, starter at right corner, September 11th against the Green Bay Packers, Cam Dantzler. Fourth guy, special teams ace in my opinion, but a guy who I'm not going to be surprised if he at least challenges for a starting role in 2023. Draft pick again from 2022, a Caleb Evans. Patrick Peterson starts. I think he's probably his last year here, barring him just being great, but Mm -hmm. I think he's probably in his last year as a Viking. And then the nickel corner for at least 2022 Shannon Sullivan the former Packer uh, that means Nate Harrison Perry Nickerson and Ty Smith uh, get cut and Phil to your point before about what would happen post uh, Kendricks and Hicks I do believe that the cornerback position as well I would not be surprised one bit if a year from now we're talking about uh, Peterson being gone and also Shannon Sullivan being a one year and done guy yeah, this, this makes sense. I think this is a pretty easy position group here. And, you, and you're going to need guys from the cornerback, safety, linebacker groupings to be heavily involved in special teams, punt units, kick units, etc. So um, so a couple of these guys are going to see more action, like Chris Boyd, on special teams than they hopefully ever would in the actual defense. But this makes sense. And now we're down to the last position group, the one at which earlier in this episode, I completely spoiled everything by revealing his name, the safety group, four guys being kept. Again, keep in mind, this isn't just for the position. It's another absolutely key special teams place. Cam Bynum, who starts? Question is, how long does he start? Clock's ticking, Cam. Lewis Seen makes it. Josh Metellus, Metulus, Metellus? I, I believe was, it's Metellus. Metellus. Okay. Yes. He makes it. And then, of course, the hitman, Harrison Smith. Uh, in that world, then, Cutter, Mike Brown, 
who actually made some nice plays against the Broncos on Saturday, and Miles Dorn, who also made a few nice plays. Four safeties being kept. There you have it. Judd's, well, and then uh, I'm not formality teams. here. I'm not special teams. teams. What, what happens there? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Greg Joseph, the leg, the greatest k- kicker since uh, since uh, 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 George Blanda. Since uh, George, George Blanda was not a good kicker. Since Groza, <laughs> since Freddie Cox, straight ahead. Uh, the punter, of course, I think it's safe to say after the performance he put on on Saturday, despite my concerns about his ability to hold. And by the way, he did a great job on Saturday, so hopefully that's now gone. Ryan Wright and long snapper Andrew DePola. That's there you go. That is the Vikings 53-man roster, Woo! according to Judd Zolgad. So, uh, yeah, let us know. If you if you guys agree, disagree, hit us up in the YouTube comment section. We will find out the actual 53-man roster, at least the first iteration of it. Right. What's the cut-down time on Tuesday? I believe it's 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So they'll be handing out those pink slips and lockers, bring your little your team-issued tablet in awkwardly to the... To the GM's office, um, can't be easy having to sit there and Mm-mm. dash the hopes of forty plus different players. How many guys are happen. really surprised? Like I'm, about that, man. I've always thought that though. Like, how many guys are like, I can't believe I'm being caught? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was playing with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter of yeah, the third preseason like, game. It's so telegraphed now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And there's enough you know, on the Internet. There's enough people that cover teams that are doing roster projections and stuff. If you never see your name <laughs> on a 53 man roster projection, if you have the Internet and you read Twitter and stuff, but you should. But be I'm Wyatt guy. Davis. You can't cut me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, dude, you never played. This it isn't a Ralph Cox 1980 Miracle on Ice situation. No one's no one's really that surprised, I think, by the end of it. So, um, well, you know what I would do? I think if I were the Vikings, I would, for everyone that I'm cutting, I would just hand them a celebratory surly. Hey, listen, you fulfilled your dream of being in an NFL training camp. Here is, this is a celebration, really. It's not the end of the road. It's the beginning of a road to you drinking a surly. You know what? I love this. I love this thought. And here's my, here's what I think would, would be the absolute best play, okay? Call guys in, you know. Sit down, Wyatt. What's up? What I'm about to tell you is going to make you furious. But before I t- tell you it, here's a six-pack that you can start sipping on right now of Surly Furious, an absolutely outstanding beer, so you can chill out while I tell you that you are one of the worst third-round picks this franchise <laughs> has ever made. But congratulations, because you just got a six-pack that, that's outstanding. And let me also remind you, I know we don't want to hear this, all right? But you know what's coming, boys? Because football is on the horizon now. Fall is coming. And that means the surly lineup of fall beers is coming too. And it is outstanding. You know, mm-hmm. you know, for all we push back, winter, I don't want to talk about it. Let me tell you right now, what you do want to talk about is the ability to tailgate, the ability to pull up a chair in front of the, the TV or get on the couch to watch the big game. And you can do it with any numerous of fantastic products, fantastic beers, Surly Brewing. Check them out. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Let's also shout out our friends over at Underdog with uh, the season approaching. It's a great place to get uh, your fantasy fix index. Absolutely. You know, who says preseason football games aren't interesting? Look at this. A little sweat out during the Vikings-Broncos game on Saturday. Okay, Brett Rippon with 160 passing yards. He was just going to get the first half. There was no way he was going to get it. You know what? I was right. 137 (laughs) passing yards. 
Tristan Jackson hauled in a couple balls. That got me a nice little payout on Underdog Fantasy. Now that the real thing starts here in about a little less than two weeks, I'm Jack from with my friends at Underdog Fantasy. We're going to start doing some uh, some fantasy football leagues during the season as well here with Judd and myself. So you can join Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SCORE. S-K-O-R, they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Also some great pick options across all sports, college football, basketball, uh, MLB, NHL. There's plenty of options at Underdog Fantasy. Join now the Underdog Fantasy app. And uh, our friends at Federated are helping to uh, underwrite the show here, so to speak, at uh, Purple Daily and Score North. And uh, they're here to help power your business to new heights through risk management tools and resources Federated's corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. They apply those four cornerstones to all interactions and decision-making, including your business. Find out how you can partner with Federated at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. It is time to crown a Mr. Mankato winner here. And I'm going to go back and reference the list of finalists that Judd put out. I think it was a week ago. That's right. Thank you. You had five finalists. Tristan Jackson, wide receiver. Brian Asamoa, linebacker. Patrick Jones, linebacker. Jalen Twyman, defensive tackle. And Ty Chandler, running back. Um, did anyone else sort of at the, no. at the last minute jump into the finalist group that you'd want to include? Mm-hmm. And why don't you talk us, talk us to your winner here? All right, so... I would say no, but full t- disclosure, because of the appendectomy, I missed that that last week of camp. So, like, uh, you know, I didn't see it. Um, there was no one I saw in Saturday's game that I thought deserved to be put on th- that list. There were certainly guys on that list that uh, took steps backwards. Uh, Tristan Jackson I really liked, but he had a drop pass. Uh, you can't drop that pass. Um, what about Ryan Wright? Hmm, a punter. You know what? I mean, he did have a 71-yard yeah, story. Punt. He's a great story. No, no, I'm I sorry. think he emerged into the finalist group, okay. like, at the last minute. I feel like he just – I just want to throw his name you out put there, him a guy that – it's. I mean, he's a punter yeah, that generated buzz in training camp. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know what? I can't do it. But, I mean, you can. I can't do it. Like, I, I'm, okay, I'm but, not doing but, punters here. I'm doing offensive, but, defensive. I'm doing guys that hit. I'm doing guys that sweat. I'm doing guys that play football. Well, just to clarify, too, one thing on the Mr. Mankato front. So this is about it's third-round picks or later, yep. and it's non-established NFL players. So yep. so Defense. if you're a first-round pick or a second-round pick, like Ed Ingram, sorry, you are right. you already came in with high expectations. So we're looking at the guys who are fringe roster guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have no chance to make the team, but damn it, they showed up, and people know their name now because of what happened during the training camp and preseason portion. And I'm not stumping for him to be a winner, but but Ryan Wright fits all of those things. All not true. established NFL player, yep. not a not a first or second round draft pick, and by the end of the exercise, because of his good performance, you know that guy's name. So just some love to the 240 pound punter. Very nice. Well, of I you. just want just want to give that to him. Very nice right. of you. I appreciate that. All right, so let's go back to the football player. So. Um, I would say, in my opinion, off that list of five, there are two. All right. Ty Chandler, Asamoah. Mm-hmm. I would say that those are the two. Now, given what I saw in totality 
in training camp practices and in games, I personally would say Asamoah because I think that between those two things, from what I saw with my own two eyes, he flashed the most. But Chandler was very good, and I think Phil might go in that direction. Um, But those are the two, to me, that clearly emerged after I submitted that list a week and a half ago, probably, of the five finalists. See, Chandler, let's have a discussion here, because I I agree on your two finalists, final finalists. Those are the two guys that kept popping up, the guys that, that on both sides of the ball people kept talking about making plays, looking different on the field. Ty Chandler, it's it's easier to quantify his production via statistics because he's a running back. Correct. And so it, what I'm about to do is not fair to Brian Asamo, but I feel like it should be recognized. Mm-hmm. Of all of the running backs who played in at least 20% of team snaps in preseason, and there were, I don't know, like 150 of them or something. So a lot. Uh, Ty Chandler was fifth in... Let me let me get this here. He was uh, th- uh, third in yards per attempt. He was fifth in yards after contact, and he was ninth overall in total rushing yards. And he had he had fifteen total carries. A lot of these other guys had like thirty five, thirty eight, twenty eight. And so uh, he was, by all measurements, one of the most productive running backs of all running backs in preseason for the Vikings. Yep. Now I think Asamoa, like so, those like he can flash more in the games as a running back because it's you, you can tally the yardage and stuff. Right. If you could go back to the beginning of camp, like the first two or three weeks of camp before the games were being played, I feel like Asamoa was the one that you and others were talking about on the ground at practice. Right. So it kind of feels like Asamoah built the bricks and the groundwork for weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. Less flashier position. Ty Chandler came in with the spotlight on him, national audience on NFL Network, right, and or Fox or whatever, and uh, and and he put up more of the glitz and the glam stats. So I would have no problem going with either one of these guys. I think they're both very worthy of Mr. Mankato status. Yeah. Next, I, do you have any thoughts on this? Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's easier to put Chandler because he's more of the skill position guy. He flashes easier, right? Like just if you're looking at a running back versus linebacker, uh, Chandler's had some big explosive plays, but I, I think Asamoa has impressed more just overall in the practices and and things from behind the scenes. It just seems like he and he's going to have, I think, more of an opportunity to be on the field in 2022 in the regular season than Chandler will, um, barring injuries. So I, I, I think I'd have to tip the cap to the linebacker. I think I will give it to Asamoa. I want to be clear that the last thing Declan said does not factor into the Mr. Mankato True. criteria. It yes. is only Declan's thought. Yeah, that's just my Whether idea. they make the team or not doesn't Correct. necessarily. Correct. You know, because you could have a stacked position group and you had no chance from the beginning. But yeah. everything else is, is valid to the discussion. Here. I, I feel like what he did on the practice fields needs to be needs to be weighed a lot because, you know, it's just so clear that this team and this league entirely has shifted so much towards practices, which by the way is fine. Um, that I think the fact that he flashed and practices quite a bit gets more weight now than ever. So yeah, I, I'm going, I'm going Asamoa, but Chandler impressed me too. So okay. I, mm-hmm. I think, th- I think those two to me are, are the clear cut guys. Then let's make it official. Congratulations. Brian Asamoa. 
You are the 2022 Mr. Mankato Award winner. Joining the likes of Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, Marcus McCauley, backdated to 2007. Some of the luminaries in Vikings history. Marcus Congratulations, Brian Asamoah. Oh, my God. Those were the days. Are we going to get him a styrofoam cooler and some Funyuns no, from a gas station no. like we got uh, Adam Thielen? We stopped that because he didn't really like him. He just left him. He just threw it aside. What would happen if you walked into the Vikings practice facility with a styrofoam cooler, be some Funyuns, a comb? Be, I'd probably be arrested now. I just want to talk to Brian Asamoah, sir. <laughs> sir, put your hands behind your back. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> can I keep the Funyuns? Yeah, you can keep the Funyuns. That's fine. <sighs> yeah. So... All right, Congratulations. there you go. Another Mr. Mankato crowned here on the original home for Mr. Mankato, Mackie and Judd. Yeah, all right. Daily. All right, we will at some point in the next week be picking the Vikings' wins and losses for the final time before the regular season. And uh, don't forget to check out a couple of our new spinoff shows here on the Purple Daily Podcast feed and YouTube channel, Realistic Randy Rants with Declan every Monday. And before we die with Jesse Pierce and Thor Nystrom every Monday and Thursday with Ross Brendel producing that, you've been able to see Declan's face on that show too uh, here and there throughout the last couple of weeks. So check those out. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them. And Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is it. This is the year. Enough dreaming about growing my business online. It's time to get serious about selling in my style, as big as I want to grow, because there's nothing I can't do. It's time to get Shopify and take my business to the next level. Whoa, someone's ready to take on the new year. Oh, oh, I thought I was talking to myself there. But heck yeah, 2023 is my year. That's not your average resolution. That's a revolution. It's It's a a new year's revolution. revolution. 
Start selling with Shopify to join the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand. From templates that make site design simple to customizations that let you grow at your pace. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. That's shopify.com slash free 22. Go to shopify.com to start your new year's revolution today. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.